Our scripture reading for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 13, if you could follow along with me. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. This is the word of God. Our speaker for this morning is the Reverend Dr. John Ha. just want to say three things. Um, I have it on good authority that when Mark was young and his family would get together to play Monopoly, he was a cheater. Like he'd be charge of the in charge of the bank and he would never run out of money. Like he wouldn't run out of money for some reason. Uh, two, John is actually the older brother and Mark is the younger brother. Some of you didn't know that. Um, but John is very loyal. Like Mark would get in trouble at school and John would never rat him out. So he's a very loyal guy. Lastly, John cannot pronounce the word transitions. It sounds like transitions. And instead of saying round of applause, he'll say round of hand. So can we please give a round of hand to our speaker, the Reverend Dr. John Ha. That's exactly what I was afraid of. I actually, when we come up with MC rotation for the month, I try not to have Rala and me overlap. uh, Because I've seen what she does to her husband when Pastor Key comes up to preach. But thank you for that great introduction. I did cheat. Not anymore. I, I am loyal. Not anymore. <laughs> and yes, there are words that I cannot pronounce, but I'm not as bad as Pastor 1J Hudson used, so it's okay. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> Lord, uh, what a fun and joyful time it is to worship you. We thank you for your story through Simon. We once again thank you that... Lord, you help us to laugh and cry. You help us to go through ups and downs. That you know our story so well. That you are always reminding us that you are there for us. Lord, we ask that your spirit to just join us this morning through this message. May it convict us as you've already convicted our hearts through Simon's story. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, what's, what an amazing month it has been. Community Month here at New Mercy is a series about four to six weeks in which we talk, we think about, we struggle through, and we preach and teach about what it means to be a community. So we talked about different themes, unity, right? We talked about vulnerability. David Kim, our brother, came up and shared about Ivory Coast, but he shared his testimony about what it means to really open up our hearts to God. And just raw as who we are, broken pieces. Thank you, Simon, for sharing your story and just going through that with you and Ruby. I know that there's so much more than the 20 minutes we gave you. And we have to edit out pages and pages of just pain. Painful struggles of what it means to do life together. But hopefully this reminds you how important it is to have a community of faith. How important church is. 
Not so that we can just do vacations together. Not so that we can just go to retreats together. Not so that we can have somebody that I can talk to on the phone about things that I struggle with. But really having brothers and sisters in Christ who say to each other in committed relationships, say, no matter what you go through, no matter what I go through, I will be there for you. Not just because I like you or I love you, but because that's how much God loves us. That is commitment. And so today, I want to share a short message about commitment in community. Commitment. Perhaps it's a word that is not flashy, and perhaps it's not a word that we like. Because we know that commitment means sacrifice. Commitment means showing up when you don't want to. Commitment means doing things that you may not like on the sake of for the sake of the community or somebody else. You know, on a Sunday morning, there was a woman, a wife, who woke up her husband and said, Honey, you have to get up. It's Sunday morning. We have to go to worship at church. Husband rubs his eyes and wakes up and musters up his words, responds saying, I don't want to go today. I'm just too tired. I don't want to go. Wife tries to encourage him and says, Honey, you have to get up. It's Sunday Sabbath. We're going to go to worship together. Husband replies, I don't like church. Wife asks, Why? Because church is cold. It's uninviting. Church doesn't even like me. So I don't want to go. Wife keeps pushing and encouraging. We have to go to church together. And finally, husband gets angry. And turns to his wife and says, give me three good reasons why I need to go to church. And she replies, one, our church is friendly. Two, they do like you. Three, you're their pastor. (laughs) You know, pastors, we joke around. There are Sundays when we don't want to get up. (laughs) You know, (laughs) hopefully it's not Sundays when we have to preach. But... You know, the reality is sometimes you don't want to get up for Sunday worship. We are tired. We've, we had a long week and weekend. We have children that are throwing up in the morning and not listening to us. Right? Sometimes we have so many other things that we have to take care of. And we have that one Sunday and tomorrow I'll go back to work. And this is the day I have to take care of. Some days we're just lazy. Sometimes we don't want to go because we don't like certain ministry. We don't like certain people at church. Some days we feel like we've been abandoned by that community. And we feel neglected. So, I don't want to get up. But whatever the reason is, no matter what the reasons are, more understandable or less, ultimately our dilemma about whether to go or not to go to church tests our commitment to the community. It tests, perhaps reflects, our commitment to the church community in which you belong. Look, I'm not trying to simplify things and saying, look, if you don't get up on Sunday morning and come to church, then God doesn't love you or that you're not committed to this community at all. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, Commitment to the local church, the family of Christ in which you belong, matters so much to God 
that I want us to be challenged as we close out Community Month today to think about what is your commitment to God through the church. Because look, commitment matters a whole lot to God. It matters so much that the metaphor in which God uses to describe His commitment, His relationship with the church is that of a marriage. What Simon shared, what David shared, their story with their wives, Jana and, and Ruby, and many of us have this story where life gets tough. Marriage is difficult. Raising children, you know, finding financial security, ups and downs, life and death issues is rough. But God uses the metaphor of marriage. Look, I understand in certain cases in our marriages, it's so broken. There's so much abuse that it does end. But it still doesn't change the fact that God uses this metaphor of marriage to describe His relationship with the church. He's saying, my relationship with the church, this community of faith, is so important that the best way you can understand it as human beings is through a metaphor of marriage. A covenant, a promise, where you try the best to your ability to stick it out. Commitment to the community. That is exactly what Paul is speaking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 today. He's saying commitment to the body of Christ, church, as he's writing this letter to the church of Corinth. Look, you have problems at that church. You have disunity. You are fighting. You have many prophets and many leadership who are saying different things. I know you're confused, but... Remember, the foundation, the roots of our faith has to be God. We must be first and foremost committed to God. But how does that commitment to God get actualized? Well, it gets actualized in the community in which you belong. You can pray all you want. You can read the scripture all you want on your own at home. In the comforts of your home, you can have a relationship with God. It could be genuine, and I bet it is. But... You want to be challenged to grow? You commit to a community. It's not something I created. It's mandated by God. You find the local community called church and you commit and you say, you know what? I'm going to marry this church. That I'm going to come and be open and honest and raw in my brokenness. I'm going to be vulnerable and trust that this body of Christ, as I commit, they're committed to me just as much because why? We have this foundation root called Jesus Christ that loves the church. Therefore, when I see what God has done for me, I'm willing to commit that much to a community called church. So I leave with perhaps... This image, um, you know, during the summer, having two kids of my own who are seven and five now, um, during the summer, it's, it's just one thing I don't like that much, but we go to too many pools, right? There's pool parties and just, it's too hot, so let's go to the pool. One day I went to the pool, I didn't want to go in and hang out with the kids, so I just hung out, like many parents, <laughs> around the pool. And I saw this large pool and I saw my kids on the right, the shallow end. And then I saw to my left, the deep ends. And in my observation, what I realized that day was that on, on the shallow end, 
is where all the noise comes from. It's always loud in the shallow end. It's the people who don't know how to swim that well yet. There are a lot of anxiety. There are a lot of children. But if you look at the deep ends, it's pretty quiet. Who's at the deep ends? It's the experienced swimmers who are doing laps, right? They're just doing their thing to enjoy the pool, enjoy the water. And they just swim back and forth. Noise always comes from the shallow end, not in the deep ends. And I think that's perhaps a good image of what church is like. Reality is, some of us are still in the shallow waters. That's fine. Some of us, we're anxious, we're nervous, we're depressed, we're angry. So we come to this community called church, but we're still in the shallow end. Some of us haven't made that commitment and said, you know what? I need to still grow in my faith, in my relationship with God. And I'm just not there to open up to this community and grow together. That's fine. But guess what? At some point, you're going to have to make the transition from the shallow end to the deep end. Why? Because you come for the show, but you stay to grow. That sounds cheesy. But I guarantee you it will ring in your ears. You come for the show, but you stay to grow. Come for the show. You like the praise bands? Great. You like the music? Great. You like the prayer team praying for you? Great. You like some people, your friends come, you came because of children. I know many folks here came because of football, basketball. It's okay. You just want to come on Sunday because they take your kids. And for an hour and a half, you can be free. Sure, come for the show. But remember, if you want to come and you want to grow, you have to stick it out. You have to commit. You have to make that covenant promise and say, you know what? This is my church. This is my family. So no matter what happens, I want to commit and grow together. That's what I hear. That's what I see. That's what I'm moved by when I hear stories of David's and Simon's. People who came, perhaps for the show, you observe for a long time, perhaps for short times. But eventually, I hope that you feel challenged enough to commit to this community in your mercy. And if you're just visiting, commit somewhere else. But commit somewhere in a community of faith where you can say, you know what, I'm going to give it my all here. And I'm going to grow in my relationship with God and show my commitment to the Lord and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit through this local community. So my challenge this morning to all of us is come for the show, but remember, you stay to grow. Let us pray. Let us just pray for... Just the amazing testimony we heard today as well. And I know that coming for the show and staying to grow just means different things depending on what season you are. Perhaps you're new to this community. Perhaps you've been around, but you haven't really made the jump and you don't really know people. Perhaps you don't want to. Some of us, we've been attending and you say, you know what, I'm going to dismiss this message because I'm already committed. Well, guess what? Then for you who are committed... 
the challenge for us is how do we continually welcome and reach out and love and care for and pray and embrace those who haven't committed yet? It's in all facets. I hope that God is convicting you in the way that you need to today. As once again, we commit our lives to God and we reflect upon what it means to commit to your church, your community that God has given us. Let us pray.